0: Hi, welcome to the Little Way Podcast. I'm Drew. And I'm Jessica. And now we roll that fantastic intro music. Alright, uh, we are back again. As some people have noticed, we had to take a couple weeks break. I apologize for that. Um, life happens. Um, there was an episode that did go out last week, but we had to pull it. Um, I know one person got to hear it. So uh, for the one person that got to hear it, congratulations, you're the special winner. Um, <laughs> the, the prize is a satisfaction that you will get to hear Um, the lost episode of The Little Way. Um, uh, But before we get into today's topic, um, we're going to do the whiskey of the week. And this week's whiskey is Ardbeg Wee Wee Beastie. Um, It is a scotch. It's from the Isla Island in Scotland. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. aged five years. And it is a very... Very um, intense whiskey as far as flavors go. Um, It's got a lot of salt flavors, a lot of peat, um, a little bit of tar in there. Um, One of those whiskeys that's not for the faint of heart. And it's probably the most intense whiskey that I own in my collection currently.
1: You lost me at tar.
0: (laughs) You know... It's one of those things where you you hear the word tar and it, it's it's definitely off-putting, um, you know. But it's one of those things you have to experience it to see how good it really is. Um, it's just very. You ever been down by um, a railroad bridge? And and you smell that kind of creosote smell. Yeah. It's yeah. very reminiscent of that. And you wouldn't think that tastes terribly good, but surprisingly, it does. And it's like the weirdest, it's the weirdest thing to think would taste good. Um, I'm sure that, don't go licking railroad bridges. That <laughs> wouldn't be good for your health. Um, oh. Oh, yeah, man. but 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 that's that's kind of the reminiscent smell that would be the the closest thing to equate to it. You know, it's like it's this odd, very strong smell, but there's something like very like pleasant about it in a way. And it's in its robustness.
1: Uh oh.
0: My God. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, we have a visitor.
1: <laughs> Can you say hi, Michaela? Hi, Michaela Uh, okay all right can you be quiet all right just listen okay um so do you buy a new whiskey each week or do you just have these on hand
0: i have these on hand i actually have a um right now i'd say it's probably between 20 and 30 bottles i'd have to inventory it and get an exact count Uh on it um but I do have a collection. I, I, it's not like I drink a whole bottle of whiskey a week. Um, that would be very okay. expensive and uh, very excessive as well. So um, definitely a moderation thing. Um, I do have some bottles of whiskey that I haven't opened yet. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things that uh, I like collecting uh, whiskeys.
1: Okay. Very cool. Cool. All right. So what do you have for us today, Drew?
0: So this week, um, this scripture was actually covered. um, Today is uh, May 30th, uh, 2021. And this scripture is actually covered somewhat today, or actually was covered today in the gospel reading. And that is um, Matthew chapter 28, verses 20 or verses 18 through 20. And that reads Then Jesus approached and said to them, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. So it just kind of, um, and, and that's actually the last two verses in the book of Matthew. Um, and, and it really, it really struck with me today and, and we actually, I'm going to, I'm going to full disclosure here. We did not have a topic, uh, for this episode until about a couple of hours before we were going to record. And I was actually in, um, our bath our ensuite bathroom and rebecca my wife has a little um cross in there that has a part of um verse uh or verse 20 in it and that is um i am with you always and it just really hit me i was like wow that was that was today's gospel reading uh for mass and It's a really powerful thing, because I think a lot of times we forget that when we are baptized, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and God all enter into us at that very moment and are with us always. And I think so many times when we have trials and tribulations, we forget what has the the good gifts that have been bestowed upon us.
1: Oh yeah, like I I struggle um, I struggle with that. Well, because um, just like you, I read this or I listened to this passage today at mass, and um, that line and remember, I am with you always to the end of the age also like kind of stood out to me because it does feel so desolate right now in the world and in you know my personal life that it's just hard to wrap your head around it but I mean there's no denying it Jesus said it right there and there's no other way to interpret it it's it's there. I am with you always.
0: You know, and and how many times when we have despair or we're looking for fulfillment, do we turn to the outside world? Um, he brought. Um, so who gave our homily today was one of our deacons, and he brought up you know the um, Saint Augustine. Saint Augustine before he got his life on track was not a great dude. He looked everywhere. He, he had bad dealings with people. He had sex with numerous people um, and just looked everywhere except where he should be looking for his fulfillment. And he did not find that fulfillment until he looked inside himself and he found he found God, and and because you know, as as Catholics, most Catholics are baptized as an infant. Um, me, not always being a Catholic, I was baptized when I was eighteen. But when you are baptized, God enters into you, and I think when times get tough, it is really easy to forget that because we think the outside world is going to have our solution. While all along, if we had turned inside ourselves and remembered what we had been given, that the solution could be found in God.
1: Yeah. I, I've i struggled with depression most of my life. And um, especially keep asking myself, like, why, like, what am I doing wrong? Like, like, you know, I'm, I'm on all these medications, I go to counseling, I try, I try to do everything that my counselor tells me to do. And there's, it's like I'm searching for something that this world does not have. And I've just recently been trying to ask God to show me those things that I've been leaning on that I shouldn't be leaning on. And, uh because I, I, have, I have this feeling that I'm, you know, not to the extreme that St. Augustine did, but <laughs> um, I definitely, you know, like, for example, it's, it's so silly, but I love a fun cup of coffee. Like going to Starbucks or a local cafe, I just love getting... The sweetest, sugariest cup of hot something, like half the time, I don't even care what it is. It's just like, for whatever reason, I love it. And that's one of the things it's like, why, why do I love this so much? And why do I think that it's the only thing that can make me happy? (laughs)
0: You you say you love that sort of thing. That sounds absolutely appalling to me. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I had a feeling
1: you might say that
0: because yeah, you like I, your coffee
1: I, black, right?
0: I do like my coffee black. And here as I um, drink this whiskey that is reminiscent of tar and salt <laughs> and <chia soap>. um <laughs> Yeah. Um, Gosh, I, I I see those Starbucks special drinks they come out with for a limited time, and oh man, I just I just retract. I'm like, oh, how can how could anybody do that? Like, that just seems awful. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so so the next time, the next time you're craving one of those, think about all right, what would Drew drink in this situation? And be drinking that-
1: creosote.
0: Yes, walk up to that barista and tell him, "Give me the most burnt coffee that you have behind that counter."
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I for the record, I do drink black coffee, um, so I can do it. But man, the, that that latte just warms my heart.
0: It just, oh my it goodness. Is- it just hits that spot, <laughs> yeah,
1: that spot. Oh my goodness! And then you know, sometimes I wonder if I depend on gardening too much to bring me happiness.
0: You know, but, well, and and all of those things are very good things um, because they are given to us by the Father. We just right. have to remember that yes and we have to we have to remember that they are gifts to us and not um not a means to an end so to speak right you know and and even for me like i i could go on a bender and just start drinking copious amounts of whiskey and while it might be rather enjoyable in the moment we all know that it would end very very badly yeah so you know, and and all it it gets away. Uh, you know, as I uh, chew on my words here, um, it speaks to the point of um, virtue versus vice, and these good things being um, oh turned against their good because. You know, we we enjoy them in excess. And, and I think the only thing that will ever exist that we cannot do in excess is the praise and worship and um, just overall wonderment of God. That is mm-hmm. the one thing that you absolutely cannot do in excess.
1: Do you find it's like when life gets difficult, do you find it more difficult to do that, Uh, find the wonderment and praise?
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, You know, that's, that's one of the things about being human is that difficulty distracts us from where we really should be. Um, And I think difficult situations can definitely be a tool of the devil because it is easy to separate someone from God when they feel like they're in despair or they're desperate or, you know, for a moment they've lost hope. And it's easy to put a wedge in between the person and God when situations get tough, because when they do get tough, we want to turn to vices to, to self-medicate, to soothe ourselves because they're a quick fix and they're not, they're not going to last forever. And so we keep returning to those quick fixes and we need more and more and more of them until we come addicted to them and we forget where we should be. and suddenly we are scrambling and feeling lost because we've separated ourselves from the Father for so long.
1: And that um, that kind of uh, proves the point that praising God, may not look like standing in a church with your hands in the air you know like it, you may not feel it when you when you praise god you may be like in the fetal position crying and at that moment it's like just almost like stepping away from almost you know like taking a step back and praising God, whether you feel it or not. And it's one of those things where your, your body follows where your mind
0: goes. Yeah. And, and, you know, you know, speaking of that, you know, being in a fetal position, there are two things you can do in that situation. You can wallow in your despair and find something that sues it in that moment or you can say god i need help and even if the only thing you know how to say in that moment is the our father or a hail mary or you know numerous other simple prayers that we've learned throughout the ages that's going to get you a lot farther than just giving in to something that's going to soothe you for the moment.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: and I'll I'll speak to that, you know, I, I have issues with wanting to just start munching on food when I start feeling desperate. And it has been a constant struggle for me for most of my life that, when, th- when times get desperate, I just want to start eating horribly, you know, get me the biggest pile of fried chicken and mashed potatoes that you can imagine because after eating that, I do feel good. I feel full and I, you know, I feel comforted by it, but it's not helping me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, in the long run, it can be worse. Yeah, I try to limit my lattes to uh at most once a week. Cuz I know, man, if if I started getting in the habit of buying a latte every day, oh my gosh, my my budget would be destroyed. My waistline would be destroyed. <laughs> yeah. I my goodness, it would it would be bad. And then I and then I'd be turning to God for another reason, you know, like yeah. God, why am I so sluggish? Why am I so tired all the time? Why do I feel sick? <laughs> and it's like, well, honey, have you seen what you've been doing every day? Why do I get out of breath when I'm changing the sheets on the bed? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes
1: yeah. we do these things to ourselves.
0: Yeah, and I think I think it's so easy in our modern to society to look for these quick fixes, and you know, forget that He said, "I am with you always until the end of the age." Yeah,
1: yeah, we just have to turn to Him, and like, um, I think I texted you a few weeks ago about how a lot of times people think they have to call on god to come to them you know they may send out a they may pray you know jesus please come and what we really should be praying is like jesus help me feel your presence because he's already there he's He's always already there there. we don't have to ask him to come near we don't need the ask the Holy Spirit to descend upon us. He's already there. And we just have to turn to him. I imagine a lot of times it's like a stubborn child who has just turned his back on Jesus. And even though we may not see him there or feel him there, he's right behind us. We just have to turn around and look him in the face.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like that. Um, very cliched footprints in the sand poem.
1: Oh yes. 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 just
0: <laughs> like that. Yes. Yes. And I think, I think it's, it's funny be, that I call that cliche, but because it, you, you could probably search for no more than five minutes and find that poem somewhere on the internet. Um, but it's you know it's one of those things although cliche it's very true um you know when you know when we feel most alone and most defeated and at our lowest we're being carried and Mm -hmm. and you have to you have to be of the right mind to realize it because we are so often so fast paced that we forget that the things we need help with the most, God is already there helping with us. And and that's part of his grace. And you know, that's another reason, you know, if if you need of grace, you know, or need wonder why grace is so good, that right there Is it because when you are struggling and when you feel like you're failing, if you're in a state of grace, you don't have to worry because he's there. He's right there picking you up, you know, brushing you off, helping you keep going, even if you don't realize it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that also brings to mind the work that we need to do on a daily basis, such as praying and reading the bible is those activities are so important on the good days because it lays the groundwork and the maintenance for the really hard days you know it's like you wouldn't want to wait for a hurricane to come sweeping in before you realize Oh, I've got some leaks in my ship that I need to take care of, and I'm gonna be down there like trying to plug up all these holes in my ship that uh, probably should have been done on the sunny days. And so yeah. it's it's not like we're just sitting around waiting for the bad days to come along and then we start cracking open the bo- the Bible. It's, yeah, it's really important to do this. Every day, whether we feel it or not, on the good days and the bo- and the
0: bad days, you know it's and it, and with work I call it the motivation days versus the discipline days. And Ooh, I like that. Yeah. So Monday through Thursday typically motivation days for me. I am very motivated. I want to get stuff done, and a lot gets accomplished. Friday comes around, straight up discipline day. I really don't want to do things sometimes on Fridays, but because I've established the habit in my motivation, my discipline allows me to carry through with the things that I need to do.
1: Yeah, that's really good. I like that.
0: Yeah, and, and I'm not going to lie. Almost every Friday is a discipline day. <laughs> Yeah, Because by by that point, uh, I, I work by myself a lot of the time. And so by the time I've put in 32 hours in a week, I'm tired. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm done with the week. I, I just want to get through Friday. I want to get through, you know, now that I'm going to the gym again, I want to get through that last workout on Friday and I just want to go home.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, I it, it I it and I think a lot of us, at least in the United States, can relate to that. Um, people that work a 40 hour work week can relate to that. That, you know, by by the time that last day rolls around, you're just itching to get out of there. You mm-hmm. want to be absolutely almost anywhere else except a dentist chair. <laughs> and it just yeah, you know, and, and it's funny, too, because I, for the longest time, thought that I was the only person like that. And I I would just see all these people around me on Fridays just, you know, having a great time, getting work done, you know, come to find out. No, it's that way for them, too. And even though I don't realize it in myself, I'm having more fun on Fridays, but the things I'm getting done, just like them. are are due to discipline and and you'll notice that in a lot of highly successful people is that they aren't motivated all the time but Mm -hmm. they've just learned how to be disciplined and how to keep themselves in check Um, you know and and we need to be that way with God too because there's going to be days that you don't want anything to do with God because you're mad you're frustrated insert any negative emotion that you can think of and you just don't want to do it and but the reality of the situation is god is the exact person that you should be involving in those days Mm -hmm. because he wants to take care of you He wants to see you well. He doesn't like seeing you in this place of despair or frustration or whatever you're feeling. He doesn't like you being there any more than you like being there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'll, I'll, there, you know, even though there is a lot to be said from learning from suffering and uh, suffering is a part of life, um, He doesn't want you to stay there any longer than you absolutely have to.
1: Yeah, and Jesus is like the ultimate silver lining because um, through his, um, you know, all power, he can turn a good, I mean, he can turn a bad situation into something redemptive (laughs) And in the end, it turns out good. I once heard someone say, um, I can't remember who it was, so I can't give them credit, but the gist was, the story ain't over until it's good. So when you're going through something really bad, it's like, this isn't the end. The story ain't over yet until it's good. And so you know, sometimes it feels like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is forever. This is the rest of my life. This is how I die. And yeah. that's not true. <laughs> it ain't over yet.
0: That's, that's just this, that's the end of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. And, and,
0: and ultimately, you know, that goes in again to being in a state of grace. Um, because as, as long as we are in that state of grace and we keep our eyes and remember, you know, eyes, eyes on the prize, Jesus is a prize. Um, you know, keep your eyes on Jesus because even the worst situation through Jesus can become the best situation. Yeah. I mean, take take into account the whole um Good Friday and then Easter morning. I mean, what an absolutely horrible situation. Absolutely horrible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But then on Easter morning, everything changes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's probably a lot of his disciples who thought that was the end of the story on um, Mount Calvary. They're like, well, "Well, that was it. It's done. They probably gave up, walked away. And um, that wasn't the end of the story.
0: Well, and, and a lot of them to some degree, actually, all of them except one thought that it was in some way the end that one being mary mary knew oh, right. this isn't it you know this isn't it and you know the disciples being who who their personalities made them you know did not believe that until they saw it on easter morning when he rose from the dead and the tomb was found empty yeah I wish we had gotten an account from the um, Roman centurions that had been stationed to guard the tomb when Jesus walked out. Yes, that, would that, that. Oh my gosh, they they probably ran away screaming, that or they were some of the first Christians. But that too, that too, you know, and you know, like like the uh, soldier that was transformed on. Um, On Golgotha, um, saying this truly was the Son of God. Oh, yeah. I love that line. You know, and, and, you know, and that's that's an amazing thing right there for that soldier to say because these Romans, they weren't even Jewish. They believed in their whole Roman um, religion, which was derived from Greek mythology. And, you know, had multiple gods that had very human flaws. And for a Roman soldier to say, truly, this was the son of God. Speaks to the amazing power that Jesus had, even in his death. Because he transformed a whole lifetime of ideology in the matter of hours. Yes, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think trying to circle back to what we started with, you know, Jesus saying, I am always with you even in that story, it shows even this man that was not raised to believe in him, he was always with him.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And as far as evangelization goes, people that are, you know, either the category as Bishop Barron likes to call it, the nuns Mm, or, or atheists, or insert any other religion god is with them whether they know it or not
1: yeah and god is they, just or they believe it or not
0: yeah god is just waiting for them to turn around and see that he's right there yeah and sorry if there's a little bumble on my side walter's dancing in front of my phone uh um, <laughs> But right there, it just shows us how important our job is to evangelize other people. Because all these people might need is someone telling them the truth and they turn around and there's God.
1: Yeah. What a special moment.
0: So with that, um, I think it's a good point to wrap it up. Um, If you would like to get into contact with either Jesse or I, we do have an email address for the show. It is thelittlewaypod at gmail.com. We have not gotten anything yet, and we would love to hear from you. Yeah, send us an email. Send us an email um you know questions comments uh future ideas for um for episodes we'd love to hear any of that um you know just to know you're listening um would be great um i like hearing from people i don't know about you jesse but i'm a part i am an extroverted or an introverted extrovert um <gasps> me too so, so so part of me does get immense joy from hearing for people, from people and for people. Um, so, yeah, just, you know, feel free. Drop us a line. Um, yeah. And hopefully we can get back on our regular weekly schedule and not have any more um, significant life issues happen. <laughs> <laughs> so until you hear us again... Remember to stay faithful, stay humble, and that every little change can make a big difference.
1: Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.